Can I preface? What do you want to preface, Brian? Since we recorded our last episode, I have watched another genuine anime, which is uh, Spirited Away. It was my first time watching it, and it was really, really good. Did you get tea this time? Um, I have a mug with my <laughs> name on it. <laughs> I have a mug, he said. <laughs> Attack on Titan, episode, season one, episodes three and four. Let's go. Roll the theme music. Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink after all the one of fourth have rested in peace. We can't fight something that makes us come up. Break down the walls and eat all your moms. And if you come attack us, you'll become delicious like gross, and we won't feel bad for you at all. And if you're in the server coast, you may come as ever coaches. When we see green, we have a ball. God rules, they're jewels, we got something very cool. Connie's ball, Kenny slays, Bruno has a weirdest name. Everyone's strong, how to keep you, I will kill you in your sleep. I'm a smart black six, what the hell is Brian and thing? I don't know, I've never seen this show. Yeah, we're starting. Hey guys, welcome to Tea Time with Titans, uh, an Attack on Titan rewatch podcast. I hear it's the best one from all the reviews that have poured in so far. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, and uh, I'm Sullivan Harris. Uh, I am the big nose titan, and today I am drinking my favorite tea, which is oolong tea with just a little spritz of sugar, but... My parents are on a keto diet, so I don't have any sugar in the house. So I had to use like sucralose. That sounds fancy. Most of them give you cancer. I'd be careful. Yeah, well, no, because that's what I was going to say next is that I what I didn't like about it was when I put it into my tea, it made a, for lack of better word, I can't even think of the lack of better word, like a disturbing sound like I was opening a bottle of Pepsi. Dis- like it fizzed. Like that yeah, sound? Yeah, it, it hit the water and it fizzed. So That doesn't sound very natural. Oof. Yeah, I didn't like that. Ben, you want to intro yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Ben Mannix. I am drinking uh, this green tea. It's called Asian Pear Harmony. I got it in the store in my grocery tr- shopping trip this week. And I'm the, um, I'm the titan with the beard, the tits, and the ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fact, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what's up, buddy? Uh, I'm drinking me some some great value tea from Walmart. He's not. Um, no, there's literally nothing in my mug. I do have is a mug, the, though, and that's the most important part is that I have a mug. Is the bit there that great value products don't taste like anything? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a jar of great value peanut butter in my cupboard, and it tastes like shit. And I hate it. It's garbage. Don't ever buy great value products. I feel like I've had some great value. It's fine. I've been eating uh, Smucker's Organic Peanut Butter. And I have to say, that shit fucking slaps. Uh, I can (laughs) just eat spoonfuls of that at a time and not get sick. Dude. I've had it for breakfast every day. Fucking same. Smucker's Organic? You eat it? Uh, Well, just peanut butter in general. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of peanut butter. <laughs> I grow my own peanut butter in my backyard. We watched episodes three and four this week, which I forget the specific titles of, but it's the it's humanity 
fights back or something, right? Isn't that what the bundle is called? Yeah, I think that's, you got it. First episode, episode three, not a ton happened. Yeah, literally, I was going to say, um, episode three, it felt like nothing really happened. I think we start with them at the training, right? And they're at they're in their whole lineup, yeah. and the their drill sergeant or whatever is coming through one by one and screaming at them individually, <laughs> harassing them. <laughs> Uh, we get to meet a couple characters. So we meet uh, Marco for the first time, we, we're a little freckled boy. We meet John for the first time, who we all love. Uh, he's got the fun hair. We meet Connie, the bald one, and we meet Sasha with the potato. That potato conversation, why was it so intense? Like, like, why was it so over-the-top intense for no reason? It literally did not have to be like that. It was filmed like I would imagine an anime would film the Darth Vader's Luke's father revealed. You know, like it, 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 it like animated it with that sort of weight. <laughs> it was just, it's so, it caught me so off guard because I was like, is this really happening right now? Oh, it is. All right. I guess we're going to go with it. Uh, and it's probably one of the most famous scenes from the show, right? Is the it whole really? potato is it? debacle, which is bizarre. And I think this whole episode is bizarre because it's kind of just 25 minutes of nothing happening. We get we get to spend a little bit of time with a bunch of the characters, but like the main plot is pretty much just uh, they're trying to train on the ODM gear, their 3D maneuvering gear, and Aaron uh, sucks and can't do it. And he's mm. running around to everybody and being like, help me out. God, please help me out. I, I liked when the uh, drill sergeant picked up Connie by the head at the end of that scene and shook him around a little bit. I thought that was quite entertaining. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the new characters so far, though, Brian? What do you think of the your first impression of the ones we meet in this episode? Um, In episode three or four or just both? Uh, I, I think we only really meet Annie in episode four. So I guess we'll just do everyone. What do you think of these new, like, these these training corps people? For the most part, in episode three, I don't know, the characters who were introduced didn't really leave a big impression on me at first. I don't know if they're going to come back later in the show or something like that. But in episode four, the girl that, like, who was she? She was the girl that like kicked Aaron's ass or whatever. Annie. Annie. Yeah, I thought she was a really cool character, and I'd like to see more of her. We're we're in training. Aaron can't get his fucking ODM gear working. Uh, he's going. He's like picking fights in the cafeteria with John because um, we sort of get introduced to the idea that like the top ten in the class when they graduate gets to like choose whatever place they want first, or is it the top ten are the only ones that can go? Only the top time can go into the military police. Right. So we find out that they're all like kind of fighting to be in the top 10 because the military police just get to hang out inside of Wall uh, Sheena and uh, live the life of luxury while quote unquote protecting the king uh, as far away from the Titans as possible. Aaron doesn't like that. He picks a fight with (laughs) John over it. There's like a couple little fight teases between those two, but... Nothing really ever breaks out. What's going on with this episode, That's it's really highlighting the creator's strength in this, the two big strengths in this series. And one is, like we've talked about before, how he feeds information. So we're getting all these little bits of information about all these little characters very casually. And mm. 
in just a few sentences, we're starting to get a good look into their personalities. You know, Jean is saying, I want to live in the interior. I want to have that cushy life. Um, and then you get, for example, Sasha, probably the most memorable of all, being the dunce that she is, just mm-hmm. eating a potato <laughs> in the middle of this, everyone getting berated and not having a care in the world. So the other thing that the creator does a really good job with is creating these memorable characters that are all unique with their own personalities. And we're getting a glimpse into both those things in this episode. And particularly about we're really getting Jean set up as Aaron's foil. That's another big thing. Yeah. I John is such an interesting character too because I like I love his sort of like no bullshit kind of thing he's got going on because like Marco is all like big eyed like, oh I can't wait to protect the king. And then John like pops up and he's like don't, don't fucking come at me with that protect the king, like, kid dream bullshit. Like, you just want to be, like, soft and cushy like the rest of us. Like, he's fun because he's got, like, those those traits that we don't want to see in a character. But uh, he's it's kind of like the Donald Trump thing of everyone kind of gets behind him because they're like, well, but he's saying what's on his mind. He's not hiding <laughs> any of it. Yeah, for sure. And John even <laughs> says that. He's like, I'm honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do appreciate is we do get like these little moments with the characters. Like I, I feel instantly endeared to Connie just because of how fucking funny he looks. <laughs> but I think where the episode like really picks up is when Aaron goes to uh, Rainer and Bertolt yes. to try to get some insider information on how to figure out the ODM gear. Because... Aaron can't go forward in training if he can't figure out the ODM gear. Like, this is how they fight Titans. If he can't do that, he basically can't do anything. They're just going to kick him out. So he goes to Raynor and Bertolt, who are like these just... Raynor is this huge hulking guy, and Bertolt is like his tall, skinny friend. And <laughs> Ben is busting out his books. <laughs> I, I just had a thought, so I, I have them next to me in case I remember Ben's going, going to the holy text. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible of Attack on Titan. But they're basically like, yo, this shit's so simple, dude. If you can't do it, like, there's nothing we can tell you that's going to, like, help you. But they are interested in the fact that Aaron and Armin are from Shiganshina. And they kind of have this, like, bonding moment because they were from a village in Walmaria that just got, like, slaughtered by Titans. And so I'm not really sure what happened. Like, I think they basically just take them on this, like, heart-to-heart kind of, like, spiritual hike up a yeah. mountain or something. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Clear Aaron's head uh, because they like him. But what are you thinking about uh, Bear Holt and uh, Rainer so far, Brian? I don't remember a whole lot about them. That They have the conversation on the bed, and then they go on that hike to the lake. Right. I remember that being an issue the first time I saw it, too. Yeah. Um, that. I just, like, all these characters pass me over in this initial episode. Literally, um, like, I I have such a hard time with remembering who is who and, like, what they look like. Because I just, I don't know, there are so many characters being introduced at once. And while the character designs, for the most part, are super strong and distinctive, there is, once in a while, the two characters that look exactly alike. Like, yeah. Marco and Bertolt, who m- most people just think are the exact same character uh, their first time watching through. Um, and the only thing really distincting, distinct, di- that's distinctive between the two is Marco has freckles. <laughs> um, or Armin and Krista. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we also have uh, the scene where. Uh, who is it that helps? So Sasha has to run around forever uh, until the sun goes down as punishment for her potato outburst. So that's Krista. Um, Krista, 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 whatever they call her. Yeah, that's her. She comes with the bread and the water. And it's funny because I think this might be one of like the funniest moments in the show. When like Sasha turns into like this demon thing, yeah, that, like, that was snatches the bread. It caught me so because off guard when I saw that. I was just like, "What the it's fuck?" It's so happened? funny. It, it's so funny because Attack on Titan is not one of those like typical animes that no. does like the exaggerated blown right. up head or whatever style. That's not really Attack on Titan's thing. It's a very realistic anime. So to see a moment like that is very hilarious <laughs> and bizarre because like. The reason we have uh, at the end of this show, like a section where we talk about like all the little things we pick up that come into play later is because it's a show where normally everything that happens on screen is very literal and is shown to you for a very specific purpose. So it's like bizarre to have Sasha turn into like a fucking werewolf creature. Like that's the only (laughs) time, the only time in this whole series where something is shown to you and is like not supposed to be taken literally. Something I have written down is that this is a very funny episode. Yes, it is funny. Yeah, literally, I took that moment. I did take that moment literally because that's how they feed you the information in this show. Uh-huh. Is that like everything is supposed to be literal. And then this comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, is she a fucking, is she a demon at night now? Like what the <laughs> hell just happened? So like that scene is hilarious, but we also have like a little interesting moment with. is So who's the, the brown haired chicks? I don't want to. I think I remember who that is, but I don't want to like name drop it if it's if I'm wrong. Ymir. Okay, is that, that is Ymir. About? Yeah. Yes, that's Ymir. So Ymir comes up and she's like all upset with Krista because like she's she says mindless acts of kindness and like it's gonna get you nowhere. Like, what's mm-hmm. the point of this? Why are you giving her bread when like she was being punished? Like you're not gaining anything from this, which I think is a very interesting interaction between those two. Um, but. Other than that, it's like we have a lot of moments with Connie that are hilarious, like a lot of good physical comedy in this episode, which I think is good because there's not going to be many other places going forward where you can fit that stuff in. Uh, So it's nice to have these little moments in this episode where we can just kind of be like endeared to the characters and have fun with them for a little bit. For sure. Comedy is well done in this series. Yeah. The the comedic moments are like, they just hit so hard. Mm Mm-hmm. And something I love that I got to shout out that happens in this episode is while they're training on the ODM gear, we get like the sick kind of uh, like heroes theme that comes up every once in a while uh, in the show, which is like that kind of like chanting like that. Hoo, hoo, hey, hoo, hey, hoo, hey, hoo. Like I love that shit. <laughs> that shit gets me so hype every single time it comes up. Uh, and I think that's the first time we hear it and it, it got me kind of stoked. I don't know if we've talked about the soundtrack much. We have um, not, but we but should. This, this is like, this show has, I would say, probably the best soundtrack of any anime. Like, it's it killer. Is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and we're going to get to incredible moments later on where some, like, some of the best themes have not come up yet. Yeah, for sure. I think to start talking about this, though, because we didn't talk about it in the first episode, is the theme music. Yes, the openings. (laughs) Which is so tight, uh, so, like, iconic at this point. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Since this is your first time through watching it, what do you think of that opening? The opening is, 
like I I love I love the soundtrack for the opening. I think I think it's a really awesome like theme theme song to start off each episode because it's got such a mm-hmm. it has such a drive to it and it's so like big and epic sounding. And I've heard it I've heard it before because my one friend I have a friend who has also seen this show like all the way through and he's played I don't remember why but I heard the theme song for this show before like in the past and I didn't have any context for it because I didn't watch the show or know anything about it but even back then it was like it is such a just big opening theme song that I I just love it I definitely heard it before I saw the show too yeah like just like that opening like like that's just like everyone knows that right like even if they haven't seen the show it's called like the genre is called like orchestral metal, uh, which orchestral is sick as hell. Metal. Yeah, there's a whole fucking album, but the the band that did that opening song, they have a whole album that's just full of songs in that exact same style. A couple of them are gonna come up in the series later, uh, and it's kind of like this gapless album that's just like twelve tracks that are just all insane like that and like flow seamlessly into each other. It's the sickest thing I've ever heard. So awesome. It like it fits the series so well. Like it hypes you up. It gets you fucking jazzed for every single episode. Um, and the animation is also just like very cool. It's like kind of collagey, but still like still has like the realism to it. Let's get the fuck out of this episode though, right? Because like basically all that all that happens in the in this episode after this is uh Aaron works really, really hard to get good at the ODM gear and then He's able to finally do it, and then it turns out his gear has been broken the whole time, and that's why he couldn't do it. But just, he's extra really, impressive because I didn't really like that. Is it a twist? Would you call it a twist at the end? I think it's fair to call it a twist. Right? Yeah, it's twisty. <laughs> yeah, it's kind a twist. of. It definitely caught me off guard. He's having all this trouble because it's broken. He was. Which I don't know. It felt it felt very anticlimactic to me. At the at the very least, but it what it wasn't a very wasn't a very strong episode, just because nothing really happened. No, that's fair, because I think all that this that whole sh- like thing was trying to do was reinforce the idea that like Aaron is like so strong headed that he can pretty much fight through anything. Which I think it's a very good like show of the fact that he is able to put so much effort in and figure out how to use the gear when it's completely botched and he shouldn't be able to use it at all. But at the same time, they probably could have condensed that down to like the first five or six minutes of an episode instead of making that kind of like the main through line of the episode, which I thought made it kind of boring. No, it definitely definitely shows Aaron's resolve. That's exactly what it's supposed to be doing, that Mm -hmm. even with broken equipment, because he was so strong-headed, doing yeah. this that he can do it even for a brief second with broken equipment mm-hmm. so i'm gonna get i'm giving this episode of maria which is a two uh this is the armored titan and the colossal titan as we learned their names in this episode because uh they only made it through to maria for me i just felt that everything this episode was trying to do uh is done better in episode four which we're going to talk about next um it's just kind of boring it's just a boring little episode, but I guess kind of necessary. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I would also give it a Maria. 
Do we want to re-explain our rating system? Probably should. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Only the second episode. Our convoluted rating system. I'm sorry, our perfectly fine rating system out. that has no flaws whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> so basically, how we're rating these episodes is, uh, if this episode were a titan, how far could it break through the walls uh, of... Does the whole place have a name? I can't remember. Like the entire like, city? city? Yeah, like no. the entire... Interesting. You don't have a name for it. Well, so our rating system is a one is a Shiganshina. Just broke through that first little uh, nipple wall of Shiganshina. Number two is a Maria. Broke through the main wall. Uh, a three is a Trost. A four is a Rose. And a five is a Sheena. Um, and those are our, our, our wall rating system that is not flawed in any way. <laughs> you sure what are you giving that? it, Brian? I want to also give it a two because I just... I'm sorry, you give it a what? Of, I would also give it a two because I What's found that? Myself, What's a two? Uh, fucking <laughs> whatever the wall was that you that you said. I don't. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> he, 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 I'm gonna cry. Give him time, Sullivan. Give him time. He'll learn. Oh, I'm giving him plenty of time right now. It's Maria. <laughs> Maria. The the Maria wall. The the wall of Maria. Whatever yeah. that wall is. Um, the wall of Maria. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to give it that because I found myself just kind of kind of kind of feeling like this episode was just filler as of right mm-hmm. now. Um, but there are things there are things that do happen character building wise. So it's not entirely filler. It feels like it's mostly there to balance out because like the first two episodes were kind of a two parter. Yeah. So it's mostly here to like balance out. So the second two episodes are also a two parter, but I feel like it does do like at least something with that time. Cause you do need those slower, more mellow episodes. My cat is rubbing up against my goddamn microphone stand. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> you do need those slower mellow out episodes to balance out those, you know, big epic battle type episodes before we just move on from this episode there was something the reason i pulled out the manga something interesting i noticed um not every line obviously makes it into the show um in aaron's head when he's like he's like i did it i did it he's doing his little celebration um it just kind of adds to the moment where i don't know if you remember everyone's like his eyes saying like oh he i he what do you guys think of that? Oh, that was incredible, or whatever. And Mikasa's like, no, he's relieved because he won't have to be separated from me. Mm. Um, it really is even a step deeper in the manga because he says in his head, looking at Mikasa, you'll never have to take care of me again. Um, and just I wanted to emphasize that moment where it like almost shows Mikasa is like practically delusional about how Aaron views her. Yeah, I think in the show, I don't know if it's the same in the sub, so I probably should have also, we probably should have said this in the intro, but I'm watching the dub. Aaron does say, like, you won't have to protect me anymore. Okay. But, yeah, I thought that line was very weird from Mikasa. (laughs) Because, like, she says out loud a couple of times that she's protecting Aaron or, like, following Aaron anywhere. So it's kind of bizarre that it's flipped there. I feel like she doesn't really go, I don't know, like she doesn't seem delusional going forward, really. It's 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 something to keep in mind. Um, 
Mikasa's attitude towards Aaron. Oh, and also, while we're talking about Mikasa, one last note I had is uh, John is a simp for Mikasa in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's that like, is, oh, that's important. You have beautiful b- black hair. I think I Mikasa. literally, I think I wrote something like that down in my notes. I think I said, what was it? Dude creams his pants over girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love the moment after that where he just like rubs Connie's back. <laughs> and Connie's yes. like, yo, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, what'd you rub on my back? And then I don't remember if this is the same in the in the subs, but in the dubs, John says, don't worry, it was just my trust. Yes, <laughs> it is the like same that. in the subs. <laughs> in, in the manga, he says, um, my faith in humanity. <laughs> well, all right. Anyways, okay. So after this, after Aaron figures out his ODM gear, uh, we get a two-year time jump. Everyone's still in training. And now we get what I think is a much better introduction to all these side characters, uh, which is why I don't like episode three as much, um, is we get this introduction where they're all doing like training exercises in the woods, taking down uh, Titan standees and stuff. Uh, They're all flying around. And while they are, they're like drill instructor guy. He's going through and like being like, Connie Springer, he sucks and he's terrible. (laughs) What a goofball. Um, but he's like kind of like laying out the characters one by one in this super fun sequence that's like fast paced. It's exciting. It's got cool music. It's kind of like a better version of the beginning of Suicide Squad, uh, where it like <laughs> freeze frames. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. This is it's it's interesting because this is a cool moment because this show doesn't rely on narration much at all. But when it does use narration, it's just so natural. Mm-hmm. So like. This is like the instructor going through each candidate and grading them and giving their features. And it's just, it's so, it feels so natural in the show. And it's fun. Like, I, like, I kind of didn't want it to end. I was like, give me some more characters. Keep them coming. This is a good time. (laughs) Yeah, the music kicks ass. I have that written in my notes. Basically, this episode is just kind of like more training. Like, we've got good guy Rainer, so... Like, we see Armin is kind of falling behind in class as far as, like, the physical stuff goes. We have a fun little moment where Rainer offers to, like, take his bag. Um, but Armin takes it back and is like, no, I can do it myself. Uh, which is a fun little character moment for him. We see, like, Aaron isn't, he's got, like, his heart, but he's not doing, like, super well in the class. Uh, we see that he can't, like, qu- quite hit deep enough on the napes of the necks and such. Uh, Mikasa apparently is Superman and can do anything. <laughs> uh, we see it like John apparently is like the best with the ODM gear, which comes up later as well. Um, but other than that, I think this episode really is just a lot of rehashing of what was in the last episode as far as like character interactions go. But this time they're just much more like entertaining. <laughs> Uh, We have the fun scene where they're like training in hand-to-hand combat um, and Aaron is all confused. He's like, why would we even train in this? Like, uh, obviously we're all going to be going out and fighting Titans. Like, he kind of has this tunnel vision of like, doesn't everyone want to go out and fight Titans right now? Like, isn't that everyone's goal? But everyone else is kind of like, nah, we just want to do our thing, go join the military police and like, that's it, right? And Rainer kind of has this little monologue where, or is this Rainer? Who's so that's Annie. Rainer and both Rainer and Annie kind of have very interesting conversations with Aaron at this point. But you're thinking of what Annie's telling 
We do have this interesting moment where, like, uh, so Rainer, like, comes at Aaron with a knife and, like, Aaron, like, very yes. deftly, like, takes him out. Uh, then it's time to, like, reverse roles and Aaron is kind of, like, he gets the knife and he seems, like, very upset uh, specifically about the knife and we have this weird kind of flash to some scene of him as a child. Just, like, a very brief, yeah. like, couple frame thing. Um, and then he's, like, really questioning why they're training with, like, this knives and hand-to-hand combat and things like that. So you got to That's what Reiner and Aaron talk about, where Aaron's just kind of confused about the whole idea of it. And mm-hmm. Reiner's like, a soldier's got to be ready for whatever or whatever responsibility. Yeah, and then Reiner kind of, like, side-eyes Annie, and he's like, look at her. She seems to got a whole air about her. And then he, like, sets those two up for a fight, Aaron and Annie. And Annie just wipes Aaron's ass across the floor, uh, like, in a split second. So then Annie's the one that kind of points out how weird it is. She's like, hand-to-hand combat's not even part of our score. So the only people taking it seriously are idiots. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she gives Aaron that little moment. She, like, gets really close to him, and she's like, Something along the lines of, don't you think it's weird the better you are fight, fighting Titans the farther away you're put? Mm-hmm. And she calls it a farce. Yeah. And that was, like, my big thought coming out of this episode. It was just that interesting yes. idea, like, that the top of the class goes into Walshina to, like, quote-unquote, protect the king. Like, that seems so backwards. Um, yeah, this, it, this show has a lot of mysteries, as we've said. And here we are being introduced to another one, just like food for thought thrown at you. Mm -hmm. Because it's even like, these are your top 10 in the class. You're sending them like into Walshina. And I, this is a little spoilery, but not really like they don't do much in there. So it's like, why are you Mm -hmm. putting your best soldiers so out of practice? You know, like even if the idea is they're there for if the Titans ever get through, you're there to protect the King. It's like you have them just sitting there and not even really like training or practicing like, yeah, it's all a farce, uh, like Annie says. Brian, you said you particularly like Annie. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just thought she was a really cool character. And the part where... Um, she has a cool uh, design. She does, she does. And um, the part, the part that, that really made me laugh was when... Um, I don't remember his name, but, like, there was some, some guy that, like, that she, she, like, kicked his ass, and he was like... I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go easy on you or like, I'm going to kick your ass or something like that. And like mid sentence, it just cuts to him like lying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. In that's right. Pain. Yes. Yeah. That, that <laughs> really, that really, <laughs> that made me laugh. This episode is, has a lot of funny moments and that is one of them that I wrote down. Another one being, um, when Annie says, um, She's like in mid sentence describing it's like cutting to different people showing them what they're all doing and then she like says or acting like idiots and it just shows Sasha yeah. and Connie like <laughs> and they're all being like told jackasses. <laughs> the instructor comes over and starts like doing his like head rub thing to Connie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just that's another really funny yeah, moment right there. So we have another scene in the dining hall where Aaron and John almost get in a fight again. Uh, but now, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron, he has this sort of, like, internal monologue where he sort of understands that, like, Jean maybe be, might be a little bit uh, not super confident in himself, and that's why he's trying to pick these fights with Aaron. 
Um, and so he uses the tactics that he just learned from Annie, these like hand in hand tactics to just flip John onto his ass and then give this big speech about how everyone is just kind of like getting lazy and that they need to like train harder because um, like the, what's the point if they're not going to be like 100% prepared and like people aren't going to go out and fucking fight these Titans. And then he does as he's going to do again later in this episode, just gives this big bold speech, says this cool shit and then runs away. <laughs> he just fucking runs out the door. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Aaron, stop running away after saying cool shit, you weirdo. <laughs> um, because that that like kind of like musters everyone's resolve a bit. And later we see that everyone's kind of considering now instead of... Well, we see who's in the top 10, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is you've got your Aaron, you've got your Mikasa. Is Armin in the top 10? No. no. So I can give it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, give it to me. Um, give it to me straight. From 10 to 1, it's Krista, Sasha, Connie, Marco, Jean, Aaron, um, Annie, Bertolt, Reiner, Mikasa. Right. Mikasa at number 1 uh, because she's mm-hmm. Superman and Invincible, apparently. I feel like Sasha would be above Connie. That's just my opinion. because um, They're 9 and 8. Right. Um, so that's <laughs> well, not right. really... <laughs> There, it's something that's not really, um, I forget where it's said. There's like an outside the manga little like booklet that gives more information about like the, 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 um, Shadis is like grading of them. Um, Connie actually has like the highest agility score in the class. Like he's the fastest person in the class. That's something that I think is interesting to note about him. In his, um... In the little thing at the beginning, the instructor says some shit like he's quick with the back swish or something like that. But I had no idea what it meant. And I was just like, sure. <laughs> he's quick with yeah, the no, black back Connie swish. Connie is he's he's very quick. He's very skilled. Um Okay. I think that's something like all these characters that are in the top ten are in the top ten for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's it's interesting to consider going forward. Yeah. Um, but so they're in the top, and that's kind of the reason like the fight breaks out is because Aaron's like, yo, I'm going to join the scouts. And everyone's like, why are you joining the scouts when you can just join the MP? Um, yeah. And so then after this, we, we get, uh, a little scene where Aaron runs into Hannes at, I don't know what this is. Is this supposed to be like, everyone's kind of starting to gather for a graduation ceremony or something? Like why is Hannes around? Um, let me think. So... Actually, I think I want to say the Survey Corps is going out of the gate at that time. Oh yeah, yeah, they're coming back, I believe, and we get our first glimpse they're, at. Uh, I th- they're actually going out, I believe. Okay, fair. Um, that'll be important. Um, they're going out of the gate, and we get our um, first look at Levi, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's Levi, uh, our moody little yes. black-haired boy." Uh, we see. Erwin again, who I think we saw. Was he in episode one when everyone came back in through? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just bre- he's there. Um, he's yeah. the one. So Aaron like looks at the crowd all like starry eyed, and Erwin mm-hmm. makes eye contact and then looks down away. Mm-hmm. And um, so Hannes is there, and they have this fun little moment where they're catching up and having a good time. And then Hannes is like, I still think about the moment your mother died every night oh my before I go to God. sleep. <laughs> It's funny because he like before he's like I hope this doesn't he's like I hope this doesn't upset you, but I think about your dead mother every day. 
That fucking killed me when I saw it. I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, oh a, a tone shift, right? Because before that, they're just like kind of like poking each other in the ribs. Yeah, uh, they're like, like they're having a good goofs time. And gaffs. You know, they're having a good time at this. What was it? It was a graduation or something like that from the training camp, or was that not shown? No. Yeah. So this is what we figured out. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. So this is it's it's around the graduation. Okay. The the what what's happening is they're gathering. They're like doing maintenance for like the trust district. That's like their end training uh, task or whatever. Okay. Um. And at the same time, we see the Survey Corps leaving the gate. And Aaron talks about, like, oh, there's a different tone this time. Like, humanity seems more hopeful. Right, and we also have someone mentions, like, there hasn't been, like, any incidents, quote-unquote, in the past four yeah. years. And that's maybe why spirits are a bit higher. Uh, but yeah, but so Hanish shows were, up. They were, having, they were having such a good time, and then he's just like... I still think about how your mother died all those years ago and it still haunts yeah. me in my sleep. And I'm like, dude, you can't do yeah, that. But hey, Aaron takes it. Aaron takes it in stride, man. He's just like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gives us, he gives another speech. He's like, we're going to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to kill every single fucking Titan and I'm going to get my revenge. And then he runs away again. <laughs> he just <laughs> yes. fucking pulls. He does a complete like, he does like a 90 degree spin and then sprints in the other direction. <laughs> and that's when I made oh, my shit, note of the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, he pulls an oh shit the cigarettes. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said. So this isn't like expressly said, but I guess that makes sense that this would be like just like their final task is like some on like some hands-on work at the the walls of trust. And um so mm -hmm. they're all up on the wall and everyone kind of reveals that Aaron's speech in the dining hall like kind of changed a lot of the people in the top 10's mind and they're all going to join the scout regiment now instead of going to the MP. And so Brian, are you are you clear on like the three kind of sects of this military? Oh, um I know they listed them off. I couldn't re I can't remember the names of them though. This or seems like, like a job for do. Ben. What was that? The three, so there's the garrison, uh, who are just like the wall. They hang out at the wall, right? They man the cannons. They maintenance. Yes. Uh, then there's the scout regiment who go out past, outside the walls and go like fight titans, look, have a look-see-do around. Um, and then there's the military police. So they, is that their name or do they have a cool name? Military police or interior police they're referred to as. And they stay in the, the the deepest wall and protect the king. Uh, and they have a cool unicorn yeah. as a logo, which I think <laughs> would make me choose them over all else. <laughs> um, the only things to add is serve Acor is their specific goal is like, you know, figure out what we can about the Titans and establish a base for humanity outside the walls. Right. At least that's what it was before mm -hmm. Wall Maria was taken. Now their main objective is retake Wall Maria. Um, and the military police, we haven't really seen it yet. Another job of theirs is they're called the police for a reason. They do investigative work. So all like investigations are handled by the military police and the garrison, they'll like direct the garrison too. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so instead of taking that job, all the top 10 are like, Aaron, we're with you. We're joining the scouts. And um, this is surprising to a lot of people, but his little speech done them good. Uh, and then Aaron had, oh, well, Sasha comes forward and is like, yo, I stole meat. 
And everyone's like, Sasha, you insane person, put the meat back. And then uh, she's just like, well, think of it this way. We'll get more meat later. So stealing this meat doesn't count. And then everyone's like, she yeah, wants, all right. She wanted to make some sandwiches. Yeah. Um, but then Aaron has a one more big internal monologue in his head where he's like, hell yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to take back Wall Maria. Everything's going to be tight as hell. Fucking boom, lightning bolt behind him, uh, just like in the first episode. And the colossal titan shows back up right behind him, blowing oh everyone off the wall with its steam. Oh my uh, Brian, how God. you feeling right now? The the cliffhanger in this episode was so good. It was so I, good, I loved, right? I just I love the I love the ending to this episode so much. It was so cool. It was so awesome. This is where this is where things really like kick into the gear that yeah. uh, is the reason I love the show. Um, yeah, because we get like everyone gets blasted off the wall, uh, and like some person like Steve or whatever gets knocked out <laughs> and is like falling down. We have like that awesome. Samuel. Samuel, right. Of Sasha, like, just sprinting down the wall and, like, shooting her thing into his leg. Meanwhile, she shot Aaron's it into just, his like, fucking leg. Like, yeah, that's Literally, when tight. I saw that, I, I fucking, I cringed so hard when I saw that because I, I literally, I felt that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he's hanging by his fucking leg. Like, yeah. it was, that was so fucking. Yeah, she, like, like oh. runs down the wall to do it, too. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, that is the moment where I'm like, oh, okay, now I remember why I love this show so much. <laughs> the way they animate action is just, yeah. like, it gets you so pumped up. Yeah. Um, and I think at the beginning of the episode, we have, when the trainer's going through all the things, like, it's like, Sasha, she's, like, kind of ditzy, but she has, like, this intuition that's kind of inexplicable. And, like, we see that come into action here where she's, like, the one to just, like, make that split-second decision of sprint down the wall and shoot the thing into the leg, which, like, isn't the obvious choice to shoot your ODM gear into someone's leg. So that's cool. And then Aaron just starts um, fucking... She she comes from a... Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I I was just going to say, she comes... They mentioned she comes from a hunting village. So, you know, she ha- they say she has incredible instincts. Do they mention that? Ties into part. Yeah, they already, they doubt Dauper Village, they say, is a small hunting village. I must have um, missed it. Yeah. So they mention that, and that ties into part of her character, and it's just an interesting detail. Then we have Aaron swinging around, and he just starts taking charge. Like, he's like, fucking load those cannons, get your weapons out. We're going to take down this colossal titan, lands on top of the wall. And is face to face with it, and that's our cliffhanger. So sick! Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, like these are two episodes where not a ton happens, but it is this like very fun and very elegantly done, like slow, uh, like ramp up to that moment. Yeah, um, and it just like perfectly paves the way for like what is about to come. I think. I thought. Uh, I thought. Like, in my opinion. Of- I thought all of episode three and most of episode four, it was like all worth it just to get to that last couple minutes Mm -hmm. in episode four. Because you don't expect it. Like it's so out of nowhere. Because they're, they're all like, they're all, they're all ready. Like they, they, they're all ready and they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to take on these Titans like, like they're nothing. And then out of nowhere Mm -hmm. comes this colossal ass Titan and he like, he just fucks everything up. 
Wait, Brian. So you gave. Uh, so you gave. So we know that the ones I think named the armored titan now, but you named him Derek. Did you come Derek. up with a name for the colossal titan? Um, because I, fa- if I don't the, think I if did. the armored titan is Derek, I think we gotta have a name for the colossal titan too. What does he look like to you? Colossal, colossal titan. Hold on, let me let me pull up a reference. I'll let you think. I need that. to. I need to. Yeah. Um, something something I really love in the manga specifically is sometimes um, he'll draw like these full like two page panels and where the colossal titan oh, appears is yeah. one of them and it's just like it just cuts from you know Aaron just like in the show and then it cuts to this panel of it just appearing out of nowhere That's so and cool. I just love when he does that. We'll post that on our Instagram so you can see the exact panel we're talking <laughs> about, but it is sick as hell. Oh, but Brian, going off what you're saying, it's like, because narratively speaking, in like any show or movie, you kind of have like the end of your first act, you have like kind of like the big dismal thing that happens, right? Like the call to action. Yeah. And usually that big thing isn't matched until the climax. Like there isn't something as big as that that happens until the very end, which I think is why this like twist and this cliffhanger works so fucking well is because you never... They're like, we're just going to do something as huge and as intense as the first episode, three episodes later, like, when you're least expecting it. Yeah, Uh, definitely. Yeah, builds up the hype, for sure. I'm giving this episode... uh, I fucking really like it. (laughs) Um, I think it's just a better version of the episode before, and then we get a little bit, just a little bit of a taste of, uh, like how they're going to like animate and handle action going forward. So I'm giving this episode of Rose four out of five um, because I think it's just spectacular. Uh, but again, I think that there's some more like very exceptional episodes to come. So I'm going to hold up, hold off on that uh, wall Sheena for now. Um, I would give it a trust, a three out of five. Okay. Once again, it's that it's better than the previous episode. It does a lot of really good things. Um, it still, it still to me has moments of being slow here and there, and then mm-hmm. it does have a really good ending. But, um, like I've said before, these are all relative ratings to within the <laughs> series. So, <laughs> what do you got, Brian? Uh, hold on, I'm I'm trying to remember the names of these goddamn walls. <laughs> so we have wait. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you come up with this? Goddamn! <laughs> Why? It's gonna make you know. You know, I posed the same. I I posed the same question when he proposed it, and he said, "It's it's, it's wonderful, flawless. baby. We're going yeah. with it's it." It's not flawless because I can't fucking remember it. <laughs> I can't remember it either. I've had to look at it every single time. Which is why it's it's so flawless. It's so By the way, good. I you think have the to have colossal titan. His name is Kevin. It's Kevin. Kevin. You see, I was we thinking have, we have Kenny, Kevin so and Derek. I think yeah. Kenny. <laughs> it definitely is a K name. <laughs> so we have Kenny and or uh Kevin and Derek. <laughs> Kevin and Derek, all right. Kevin and Derek. Um everyone's two favorite Titans. <laughs> oh, we can't even do Okay, so we only have one Titan really in these two episodes. So we can't really do a tilt section. Although we oh. do see we can. The blonde lady titan in a flashback. So if that counts, that's still my tilf. But other than that, we just see uh, <laughs> our good friend Kevin. <laughs> so 
Um, I mean, he's kind of got he's got tilf energy, and he's got dilf energy as well. I feel like you think he's. I a feel dad? like he's got some. I think he's got some big daddy energy, right? You think so? He's definitely. He that, would definitely I'll put be that a top. Maybe a. Eh. He would be a top. I don't know because being big doesn't always mean top. If I've learned anything in my days, I'm gonna put him in the maybe a tilf category for now. We'll see how that, like, what he does going forward to change my opinion on that. Um, he's going to have to put in some legwork there. But um, episode four, I would definitely give it, like, a 4.5 or even a 5. Whatever whatever those Whoa. walls are. You're going just, straight. Just, I'm sorry, what's I a 4.5? What would that be? That would be a... Ben, I defer to you. <laughs> It's the Stoist district. That's sure. the southern tip of Walshina. Wait, so you loved this episode, Brian? I think you're just all in for on it. just for the cliffhanger at the end, which I thought was so, just so badass and so cool. I don't know. I thought it was yeah. just a I great cliffhanger like, to this episode. I was kind of like, I was like getting a little bit shaky, you know? Yeah, like I was getting a little bit shaky. I was getting a little bit tears in my eyes because it just is like it is such an exciting ending. It is, and it literally, it left me, and I was just like, wait, I gotta wait until, like, until the next episode to see what happens? Like, what right. the fuck? <laughs> you know, something I have been enjoying, like, I want to get your guys' opinion on this, too, is, like, the first time I watched this, I was watching, like, 15 episodes a day, and it is kind <laughs> of nice to be watching, like, two to three episodes every week to space and it just out, be able yeah. to kind of, like, sit with that and... Which, like, this is me being, like, a whatever generation I'm in right now where we get all of our shows, like, all in one big bundle. We get to binge watch them all. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, fucking, um, what is it? The the Boys has been coming out weekly, which is a show I love. So I've been enjoying watching that weekly. Like, And I think this is a, a very good show to kind of, like, take at a slower pace just because there's so much to take in and, like, really think about. Uh, between each bundle of episodes, um, but I don't know. What do you think, Ben? Is this a binger or a, or a one where you take your time? Um, I say it's fine to binge the show. Um, it's just I've rewatched it so many times. It's so good on a rewatch. There's mm-hmm. just it's it's just there are there's so many shows I've watched in the past where I'm like I'm never gonna watch that again. Mm-hmm. But like Attack on Titan with all the information, everything to know, the storytelling. It's such a good rewatch show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I actually, I watched season one. I didn't like binge it. I watched a few episodes at a time with my brothers. And then since season two, I've actually been watching it weekly. So Okay. Um, like you were watching it as it came out? As it came out, yes. Wow. So <laughs> really? you really, okay. that, that's how I've watched it. So you watched Damn. it like a real human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I did. Um, uh, pretty much with the exception being like the manga, because like I've said, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. After I finished season two, I was so hooked on the story. I'm like, I'm reading the manga. Mm-hmm. I can't not just. I can't wait for season three now. Yeah. Um, and so then I watched. I read like I want to say like fifty chapters were out. Forty fifty chapters were out at the time that I like just blasted through. Yeah, because Chris, um, who's gonna be on the next episode, uh hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see. Our friend Chris, <laughs> he blasted through like all of the manga in like two days, right? Did he really? Yeah, so um Yeah, he did he was like that was 
probably unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, no. But so season two ends like chapter 40, 50 something. And so at the time, up to like chapter 90 ish was out, which is actually right around the end of season three. So I read till there mm-hmm. and then didn't didn't revisit Attack on Titan until season three came out. Watched that weekly. And then I'm like. Now I'm in the same situation I was two years ago. <laughs> I'm going to read the manga. And ever since then, I've actually been a monthly manga reader. And some new news that came out, which is going to be old news by the time this episode comes out, is we've got a release date, right? For season four? Yes. Which is December, December 7th. Hell yeah. So we will figure out uh, how we're going to watch why. that I thought, at some point. I thought this point. show was like over for some reason. I don't know why. I thought that there was like... That it stopped at one point. No. I don't know why. It's still going, which Season is awesome. Four. If we once we once we get there, Brian Sullivan will be in the dark as much as you are. Yes. Yep. Which will be fun. We're all going to be in the dark. Well, you won't be in the dark, Ben, because you read nope, the manga. But I won't be in the dark. You and I will be in this together <laughs> come December, Brian. <laughs> Hell, we're yeah. gonna have to figure out how to schedule these episodes to try to maybe get in line with that uh, by then. We'll see what happens, but. Uh, I guess for now, we're going to kick Brian out of here so we can have our spoilers no, discussion for this episode. Oh, um, before, before that, we should ask him what he, th- what he thinks is going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's going to happen next, Brian? Let's hear your um, predictions. So, see, because my the whole these whole two episodes, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to have to, you know, answer the question, where is this going? And my answer to that was going to well, be geez, like, "Don't make it sound like such a chore." No, 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 no. It's it's not a chore. I just I I like These to prepare my answers ahead of time. Ask me. <laughs> I like to prepare myself. Um, but my answer to that was going to be something along the lines of like, you know, some shit's going to go down. Obviously, because these last two episodes are yeah. very, very mellow and you know, very slow, and then. Colossal Kevin just comes out of nowhere at the Colossal end of Colossal Kevin. <laughs> Colossal Kevin. He just comes out of fucking nowhere at the end of the uh fourth episode. So I was just like, okay, so now shit has gone down. So mm-hmm. I predict that Colossal Kevin is going to break <laughs> through that wall. I think okay. so. <laughs> Wait, did he not think- do it in this episode? He already, oh, he, he already did. Oh, he yeah, did. Yeah, he broke Fuck. that wall. I forgot did, about that. Did you miss that? Yeah, I, I missed that part. Um, <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> well. So, Eric, so, yeah, that's already happened. He broke through the wall. Most most of the people there, they're dangling, except Aaron. He's on top of the wall staring at the colossal fuck, and he's like, you son of a bitch, it's been five years. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Aaron is somehow going to stop this titan. Okay. I have I have a strong okay. I have a strong inkling that he will somehow maybe scare off this titan somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, it was but he little might. swords. Yeah. And his wires he shoots. <laughs> um Yeah, okay. So, Brian, we will see you next week. Uh, where we are going to be covering, so I forgot to say this. I had to go back and re-record this later, so I'm going to say it now. Next week, we are covering episodes 5, 6, and 7. If you have not seen further than these four episodes so far, turn this podcast off right now because we're about to talk spoilers. Uh, Brian, it's been real, buddy. All right, there's Kevin. (laughs) 
Wait, what the fuck? Oh, did you make a new Photoshop? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's- All right. All right, I'll go now. <laughs> wait, wait, let me take a picture real quick. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, I've done it. Okay, bye, Brian. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about with this one, I think. Definitely. Um, um, real quick. Yeah, what's up? Though, Sullivan, Bertolt? Daddy energy? Come on. But when he's in simp. when he's in Colossal Titan form, I don't think he's got daddy energy when he's in little Twinkie Bertolt form. <laughs> but like the the Colossal Titan's got a Dilf thing going on, right? He's got like the strong cheekbones, big chest. Strong cheekbones. The cheekbones are all you can see. <laughs> um, so all the things that I noticed were kind of subtle things, I think. Um, so in episode two, when we had like Aaron and Armin mm-hmm. uh, talking to Barthol and uh, Rainer, uh, that them you- kind of like questioning uh, that like Bertolt and Rainer questioning Aaron and Armin uh, about where they're from and why they joined the corpse kind of like feels a little bit awkward now right like it's like yes exactly what, what are they this, trying the, to get here this hits different it hits different now that we know who they are them kind of instigating mm-hmm. and being like you guys are different you know the horrors of the Titan yeah Oh, yeah, oh. there's like a really, I don't know if it's the same. I'm going to say this a billion times in the series, but I don't know if it's the same in the subtitles. But in the dub, there's a very interesting line reading of the four of us aren't like the rest of them. They say it like, the four of us aren't like the rest of, and then there's a little pause, and then they like really emphasize like the them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's I will say like, I'm watching both the sub and the dub now. Um, there's actually not too much difference you okay. can be safe in assuming they're pretty much the same um the one thing i will say the dub sometimes is just straight up funnier um the way that they translate lines um like i went back and watched episode one and two um and when hannes shows up and like i don't even remember his exact line when he tells carla but he's like i'm here to save the day and it was just <laughs> so funny the way it landed um but yeah you can be safe in assuming the sub and the dub are practically the same in terms of how they give information okay cool um, um, I thought building more off that scene. Yeah, there's a lot in this scene. There's like, so we always talk about how information is given you to the show where you only know as much as the characters know. And sometimes you're given wrong information. And I think it's so interesting that Bearholt has a fake flashback of seeing that Titan in his window. Right? Like, yeah, that's weird. A flat, like what other show utilizes shows the, like, the viewer a flashback that's not real that's like so interesting but i think that also maybe it's just like a nice little like foundation for when like rainer starts cracking in the future you know like when he starts having the identity crisis like um yeah. it, even if that's not being like you know bertolt has that too like it it kind of gives you this sense of like these guys really have like this lived in story that they're going with you know um, um at least just on re- another, that like reinforced that for me for sure and then that just it really there's a certain irony to it all that armin aaron Bertolt, and reiner or 
having this bonding uh-huh. moment over the lake and Reiner being like, you can do this, Aaron, you've got this. And it's like, they're enemies and they uh-huh. like Aaron and Armin have no idea that they're talking to their enemies right there. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, like, this is just, like, a little, like, not really much, but there is, like, just a beat where Barrett Holt is kind of taken aback. Like, he's kind of, like, has to collect himself when Aaron's, like, where are you from? Like, there's a beat where you can, like, see that he's just kind of, like, remembering the story, like, really quick in his head. Uh, but it's not really something that you catch until yes, you know exactly. it. Uh, and when, um, so when... Armin and Aaron throw that question back on them, and they're like, why are you guys doing this? Uh, Rainer says something along the lines of, I'm going to return to the home that was taken for me, and then it does like this super close-up yes. on his like squinty eyes. It's like, who? Yes, no, this is, uh, this is something that's interestingly... Like, they really pretty much exactly adapt the manga, especially the drawing style with like the shading eyes. And it's just like, it's so cool to see these scenes play out the same way in all these different forms, Mm -hmm. but that's exactly it. Reiner keeps emphasizing this homeland. I'm going back no matter what he says at one point. And it's like, we have no idea we, what he's talking about. We think he's talking about some village Mm -hmm. inside wall Maria and he's been he's talking about Marley this entire time. Yeah, that's uh, so good. And then uh, the only other thing I noticed this episode, you might have more, was at the uh, very end after Aaron like does good with the ODM gear and uh, the the bald fellow who I'm forgetting his name again. Shot. Yeah, he has like his little internal monologue where he's like. Grisha, you sh- you could be proud. Like he directly addresses yes. Grisha in his inner monologue, um, and it's like your son's yes, a soldier now. There's like so many s- little information drops that you just pass over your first time watching. That you mm-hmm. like you don't really pick up right then and there. Shadis knew Grisha, yeah. and that's like such a big deal at the end of season three, part mm-hmm. one. And it's just like the um, key in the first two episodes. Like it's like it's so passive and so quick. Like you said, you don't even you barely even pick up on it. Yeah, but that that's like so important. Um, a few other things I noticed when the commanders, like the other like training commanders, are passing through, watching uh, Shadis just like berate all of these incoming people, and one of the like the younger guy says, "Oh, he's passing some of them," and they say, "Well, they've already seen hell, so they don't need a rite of passage," mm-hmm. and it specifically cuts to Aaron, Mikasa, Amy, Reiner, Bertolt, and Ymir. Which I think oh. is uh, Ymir is the most interesting one to notice that she's also thrown into that bunch. Okay. Um, but that's another quick little detail of which we will learn later on. Like we already know, Aaron Mikasa have seen the Titans, mm-hmm. um, but we don't know at this point Annie Reiner and Barrett Holt right. are the Titans. Yeah. And then Ymir is also a Titan. She is from the outside world as well, mm-hmm. which that will we'll see in season two. Um, another little subtle detail, when everyone is gathered in the cafeteria all around Aaron asking about the Titans, mm-hmm. when they're specifically asking about the armored Titan, it literally cuts to Reiner and shows Reiner. Wait, does it? It's, yes, and it's so interesting because everyone is drawn looking at Aaron. Everyone in the room is looking at Aaron, listening to this, and Reiner's the only one facing away and he's just casually drinking his drink. Um People also like to meme this line because Aaron says, 
they call it the armored titan but it didn't look it looked like an ordinary titan to me and so people like to like throw text above reiner and be like listen here you little <laughs> shit yeah i mean um, on but this rewatch, just- i definitely feel pretty foolish for not uh you know having even like a hint of a of a doubt that Reiner wasn't a and a person and was actually the armored titan because Annie I picked on like pretty quickly when I was watching it the first time I was like oh okay this titan's Annie for sure but it's like god Reiner and Bertholdt they look so much like they're fucking titans and it's like yeah Bertholdt I never would have gotten I started to suspect it when like Reiner's hair just looks exactly yeah. like the armored titan <laughs> Um, but honestly, I didn't really like suspect too much of like who are the Titans because like I just forgot most of these characters existed. Mm-hmm. Like Annie, like I honestly forgot she existed when the female Titan came around. Yeah, and also the idea that people could be Titans is so like not even on your radar. Uh, yeah, no, that it. won't come up till the very end of the Battle of Trust when we see Aaron come out of the Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else in the in episode three? That's all I had. Um, there's one little detail that it's hard to say what the author intended or knew was going to be true and what he just kind of retroactively went back and incorporated. I do think it's kind of interesting when Aaron like is begging to try to go up again, go up again. Um, Shadis doesn't have like a moment of realization or any inquisitive like moments. He's just like, Thomas Wagner switch belts with Aaron. And he's like, he casually says like, oh, this piece of equipment is broken. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. I'll have to add it to the checklist. And we know there's a very little shot um, in the end of season three, part one with his flashback where it shows him breaking Aaron's equipment right. to try and make it so Aaron doesn't become a soldier mm-hmm. because he's kind of feels that he's doing that for Grisha. Um yeah, I was definitely and, watching to see if he had any little tells there as far as, like, showing that he might possibly be the one that did it, but I didn't really see anything. That line is so interesting when he adds, this isn't, like, something that breaks. We'll have to add it to the checklist. He's the commander. Therefore, he would know what they're checking for and how to break equipment in a way that no one would ever pick up on. Uh, okay, that's a good point. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for the episode that I've noticed of spoiler details. Next episode, so the obvious one, we have like the little flash when Aaron gets the knife to his backstory with mm-hmm. uh, Mikasa, which uh, is very uh, interesting because I didn't really pick up the first time watching it through having like not seen the backstory yet that Aaron was, that it was like specifically the knife that made Aaron like uncomfortable and start questioning what they yeah. were doing. Uh, but on second rewatch, that is uh, a fun little detail. Yeah. Mikasa and Aaron both have little flashback scenes and it just shows like Aaron standing over these bloody bodies <laughs> with a knife. Um, and they dance around that a lot. Um, until they finally show it. I want to say, like, during the Battle of Trost, there's that flashback. Is it that um, early? Coming up. He, it might not be. I actually forget exactly where the flashback is. It's uh, somewhere around the end of Trost, I want to say. Um, that It shows that flashback of Aaron being basically a little psychopath. Yeah. And then through this whole scene, we have, like, Rainer, his every single thing he says about Annie and in Annie's direction is just so shady. 
um, yes. and their interaction now knowing that they like know each other and are both Titans is so it's like so fucking obvious and like stands out so much. Yeah, no, like Ryder keeps trying to pick on Annie and it's just it's 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 it really adds that depth to their interaction. And even just the looks that they animate, the little like looks that Rainer keeps giving Annie, it's like, oh my god, there's so obviously something there and we never noticed. Um and there another one, Annie, um, when she in her interaction with Aaron, she says the line, I'm not stupid enough to play or to enjoy playing soldier in this stupid world. And mm-hmm. Th- that's completely different now with that perspective of knowing who she is and where she's from. She's not just saying it generally. Like, she's specifically talking about this life on the island of Paradise. Of she's she's pretending to be a soldier. It's all fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, it's just an interesting line, the way she phrases it. I also thought, um, uh, I don't know. It seems like, since they're trying to pretend to be people, they might want to, like, try to not stand out so much. But they're, like, two, three, and four in the class, the three of them. Um, yes, that's another in- very important point, um, that they're not two, three, and four by accident. Now, I don't remember how much exactly we see of Marley's warrior program and Grisha's flashback at the end of season three. Um I don't but think the really idea much is- of anything. Um, they kind of hint at it with like Grisha like talking about Zika and like putting him through the training program. Um, but the idea is they're already military trained. Mm-hmm. Like they're already trained to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like of course they're going to be two, three, and four. But that just adds even more to Mikasa is still number one. That's how much better she is. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just trying to figure out like was maybe their original intent to join the MP just so they could like keep easily getting to the next wall and the next wall. Like, so they'd be right there by Sheena's. They could just blast it. I think, well, you gotta remember their mission is finding the founding Titan. So Marley's intelligence said that it was with the Royal family. Right. So I think the intention is because both Annie and Barrett Holt say they're going to join the military police. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they say, okay, going to join the military police get near royalty, find the founding tie-in, go back to Marley. I think that's Got the plan. It, right. okay. And that and that doesn't change until Aaron right. they find is out. revealed to be a shifter tie-in. Got it. And Got then it. that's when Barrett and Reiner then join the Survey Corps. Understood. Okay, because, yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I was trying to do that mental math in my head, and I couldn't quite uh, make it come together. But, yeah, that's how I think that it's playing out in their heads. That's all I had, really. Um, do you have any any other um, little things from this episode? Just one last thing. I, the fight during season two, they like make a big deal about the Colossal Titans, like Steam. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. When I rewatch, when I rewatched it, I wanted to notice if that's like a thing with this transformation. Uh-huh. And both episode one and this episode, you get that. Um, I don't know if you remember episode one. The whole ground shakes, Aaron. Mikasa arm are like thrown in the air. It's mm-hmm. like an earthquake. Um, and then on this episode, they're all blasted off the wall. Yeah. And um, like Aaron so has a line where he's like, holy shit, that's hot. Yes, that too. And so 
it is interesting to see that's not just like some detail that's thrown in. That was something that he was consciously thinking about right. with the Colossal Titans. Powers. It wasn't like they got to that action sequence later on in the show and they wanted to spice it up, so they threw in the whole steam thing. Like that's there exactly. Um, I'm just super stoked to get to the next episode because the next episode is one of my favorites. Um, yes, no, I think um, Brian's in for disappointment. If thinks, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, he's, Aaron's going to somehow fight off this Titan. That, I mean, but my first time watching it through, I definitely thought that too. I was definitely like, oh, hell yeah, they're ready to go. They can do it, this. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to be uh-huh, set Which up. is why it's the like, next episode is, this, is so fucking good. Oh, I'm excited. Um, these two episodes are supposed to build up like, ah, they failed at first, but now they're prepared. Mm-hmm. And nope, they're not prepared at all. Whew. Um, just, I guess, one last little thing just about the manga is I can't really talk about this without being a spoiler. The story, the order they tell the story is actually a bit different. I prefer the animes, but it's also interesting, the manga. So at the very beginning, they go from like Aaron's mom being eaten to, you know, talking about the fields and then Mm -hmm. it cuts to the graduation ceremony. So they skip over the whole training and go straight to the Battle of Trost. Right. And where the battle or where the training comes in is after they seal the hole, it then cut does like a flashback to training, goes through the whole arc. And oh, why okay. it's done this way in the manga is it builds up to them, they're in the woods, he's giving their assessments, they come out, and there's like this little interaction where Jean's like being like, Oh, you stole all my kills. And then Marco was like it was shown that like Marco was like letting people get some points over him just so that they could get points too. Everyone's like, "Oh, Marco, mm. you're a great leader." And then Marco has that interaction with Jean where he's like, "I think you're a great leader, Jean." And then after that, so it's like talking about Marco doing his little bit where he t- tells Jean why he thinks he's a good leader, cuts to Jean finding Marco's body. Um Oh, so the, the storytelling is a little bit different in the manga, but it's they're interesting in their own ways. Like I said, I think I prefer how the anime did it, but it's it's interesting to know. Yeah, the way it's done right now definitely feels natural. They do do a little bit of that later on, don't they? Like, I, I don't they cut back to the training just like every once in a blue moon, just to show yes, a little they bit. Do. Um, for example, um, like the snow when hike. Ymir transforms into the jaw titan, they show that hike in the snow where Christ, or yeah. more accurately, Historia does not know how Ymir got down that cliff. Mm-hmm. So they do do that occasionally. I w- I should read the manga because I I'm very I'm very interested because I want to I I would be interested to see how it would play out like that. It just feels like it wouldn't. Like the what what what's about to happen in the next episode? It feels like that wouldn't have as much of an imp- an impact as it does in the show without the training coming right before it. That is true. That's and that's why I think they did it that way in the anime. Um, it doesn't have quite as much impact. Um, it does. There's still that tone shift where Aaron's like, "I'm ready. I'm gonna take them on," mm-hmm. and then they all fucking die. But it's more of like a um, snap instead of a like a build up to it, like these two episodes. Were. Exactly. Um, so far, I haven't noticed too much different in the manga. There's like lines here and there that didn't quite make it into the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I didn't mention it last episode, but in the very beginning, um, in the anime, Aaron's dream shows like 
all those like flashes of people getting like murdered in the Titans and whatnot. But in the manga, it actually just shows a single panel where it shows like this fuzzy image of Aaron. Um, let me see if I can. Yeah. So it shows like this fuzzy, fuzz, fuzzy image of Mikasa and she just says, see you later, Aaron. And then he wakes up um, and that's when he talks about his dream. Um, that didn't make it into the anime, but it is very interesting to consider what implications, knowing now that, like, Eren can actually, like, see into the future is kind of what it's hinting at, mm-hmm. with those scenes of, like, the Titans coming into the walls and killing all the people with his dream. Yeah. Um, and that's not, like, irrelevant. Like, that comes up later with Paths mm-hmm. um, at the end of Season 3. Okay, well, hey... Come back next week. Like I said, we're doing episodes uh, five, six, and seven. Uh, watch those episodes. Come back if you're rewatching it with us. Um, leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Um, I think it might be fun if anyone has any questions for Brian, who has never seen the show, just like uh, <laughs> ask away and we'll force him to answer uh, your questions that you probably will not know the context to. Yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. So, so long.